Welcome to the most forward-thinking, inspirational podcast on the planet. Prepare to reevaluate everything you've been taught and get ready to launch your mind into an entirely new reality. If you've always felt there had to be more to life, more to existence, then you're listening to the right podcast. Get comfortable, pour yourself a drink, sit back, and let your host, Adam R. Walton, expand your horizons. This is going to be good. This is going to be fun. This is going to be mind-bending. Time to think. And here we go. Thursday, August 15th. I like my delay whenever I do that <laughs> date statement. Because I'm actually looking at the calendar, double-checking what date it is. <laughs> it's fantastic. So simple. Just remember the date. Click record. Remember the date. Oh, Jesus. It's a little bit difficult. So, fun story. Yesterday, last night, I got to meet up with an old friend uh, and go to a concert. This is my first concert of the year. I like to go to, or at least used to like to go to, numerous concerts. I enjoyed outdoor festivals uh, for, like during the summer, just basically spending as much time outside as possible is an enjoyable experience. But in my old age, in my ripe old age, I find it to be more bothersome and more troublesome. Uh, dealing with the crowds, constant crowds, and maybe, you know, it's just me getting older. But I'd say the crowds are getting younger and I'm getting older. But I don't really think that's true because the concerts I go to were bands I listened to in the 90s. Um, I'm not sure that they're acquiring a whole new crop of young fans. I mean, I don't doubt that they are, but, you know, not many people are rushing out the door to buy the new Alice in Chains or the new Corn. <laughs> uh, I mean, when you get tickets for free, you're like, okay, well, I'll go to this sort of thing. And, you know, it's it's an interesting thought, an interesting process that, I mean, so many people haven't thought about. I mean, we were all kids. Every last one of us right now that's going into their 40s and going into their 50s, you know, you were listening to stuff in the 90s and in the 80s. You know, you're allowed to still be a kid. There's no... There's no limitation on, on you know, did you grow up? Did you not grow up? Is it is it not mature? The things we think about, you know, can I talk about this? Can I can I tell my coworkers I went to a corn show? You know, like, are they going to look at me weird? You know, there's, there's a lot of interesting characters. I was having a conversation, actually, with an individual at the show. And he was in, had to have been, <clears throat> had to have been a, uh, a minimum of $2,000 Armani suit. Uh, and, and, and the guy was pressed shoes, whole nine. And I said, why are you dressed like this at a corn show? And he says, honestly, man, he says the, the office let out late. I didn't have time to go home. I want, I didn't want to miss anything. So I just zipped on over straight from work. He says, you know, when I was, when, when I was 15 years old in 1994, I never expected myself to be where I am right now. I never had that thought process. I remember just being angry and, 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 you know, just angsty against the world. And he's telling me this story. And he says, you kind of just let it all go. You know, you, you look back and you go, why was everybody so angry? But at the same time, you enjoy the show. You come. He's like, I just came from work. He's like, I don't fit in here. I don't know any of these people. I just wanted to see a band that I used to listen to. I said, brother, I get it. I said, I, I completely understand. I said, I'm, I'm. I'm almost in the same boat. I uh, I get it. You know, I just had time to change, or at least prepare for the show. <laughs> it 
It uh, it was a miraculous thing, a miraculous thing, and we rolled up without tickets. Um, it was it's kind of an interesting experience as well because there's a huge buzz and a huge positivity out there that says you know if you pay it forward or if you put out good, good comes back to you. Um, this that and the other thing consistently. These are the recurring messages. When we walked up, we were heading to the box office to buy our tickets to go in. There were a couple people giving away tickets, and these were $70 tickets. And like, no, we're not selling them. We're not giving them to scalpers. We want people that don't have tickets that want to enjoy the show to have these tickets. And I overheard the conversation, and I said, hey, <laughs> I'm on my way to buy tickets. I don't have tickets. What do you? Why are they free? What are you doing? What's the whole story? And the idea was we had to uh, give a shout-out to a band or click and like it on Facebook. And honestly, I would give a shout out to that band right now, uh, but I don't remember the name. <laughs> I remember the details he gave me, um, and I went live on this recording before I had the opportunity to do that. So I am going to do what they asked of me, um, and I'm going to do that on Facebook, and then I'm going to talk about it a little bit later on. I'm going to tell you the name of the band. I'm going to let you listen to it. I'm going to give as much credence to this band that gave us the kindness of tickets. Dollar amount of tickets means nothing. It's the simple fact that somebody went out of their way to procure this and to do this and to make this an idea of paying it forward. And I absolutely adore that. I think it's fantastic. Who knows what the deal was on the tickets that they got? Who knows what the story was? Who even cares? The idea is a phenomenal one. So I loved it. I loved it. And I had a laugh as we're in the show. It's like I'm watching the lead singer of Corn be old <laughs> he said in October we're doing our 25 years they've been together the band and over the course of my life I've kind of grown into and grown out of certain music I've grown into and grown out of music in general um, I mean I don't particularly watch too much television now or listen to too much music I'm kind of more into reading books um, and 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 listening to podcasts uh, just generally, you know, at a phase in my life where I'm doing what I can with what I have to maximize my ability in every sort of aspect. Uh, the idea of wasting time with a television kind of isn't where I am. Um, and knowing what I know about how fake all of that stuff is, like like more than just fake, like obviously the television's fake, obviously these are just stories, but it's such a, a vortex of... of idiocracy um, to sit back and waste an afternoon or to waste anything really sitting there. Now, there's a huge difference between wasting time when you could be doing something else and literally having spent yourself and then sitting down to mindless video. There's huge benefit to that. Huge benefit. So I'm not poo-pooing <laughs> television. I'm just saying that sort of where I am, me personally, not you, is more along the lines of Take the time to at least fill your head with enough information to make a an extrapolated decision upon. Now, back to what I was talking about. These guys are old, but man, they have the energy of kids. It's almost like they never aged at all. Some of the band members, the Monkey and Fieldy and all these guys in the band, they you still have the dreadlocks. They're still rocking the tatted clothes. They're still playing up the image of the angsty teenage punk band and metal band or whatever they were, new metal, I suppose. And it's all a show and great for them for, for the longevity and great for them for sounding great and great for them for allowing me to experience something that I enjoyed as a kid 
all these years later. I'm not a kid anymore. You know, none of us are kids anymore, but we still are all 100% kids. We are the same people we've always been. We're just taller, less hair, <laughs> heavily affected by gravity, let's just say. But getting old is cool, man. It's like, it's a rite of passage. I read a, I read a quote not too long ago that said, uh, enjoy and embrace the experience of aging. Uh, it's not bestowed. It's, it's a process not bestowed upon everyone. And that kind of hit home. I thought that was kind of cool. Another thing too, with the crowd that I, <laughs> that I really enjoyed experiencing, and it's always a strange thing for me. I don't drink anymore. Um, I gave that up. I don't know a while ago. It just, it, I, it just got played out and everyone's like, Oh, you don't drink, you know, why don't you drink and all this sort of stuff. And, I was a smoker, uh, drinker, um, more than casual. I certainly enjoyed celebrating or having a pint or, you know, respecting a day with a beer. Um, but it, it was too much. Uh, the consumption was too much. And honestly, I just kind of got bored of it. So when it all went down, you know, every single person I'm ever around is a drinker. My whole life, drinking was just like breathing you just drank if you didn't drink it was weird why wouldn't you drink we all had that one friend that didn't drink that when they were weird you know but there's a whole group of people out there that don't drink they exist so when i stopped i didn't really know how to act or react and people didn't know how to act or react around me and i thought that was kind of a funny thing you know we're quite a few years into it and it's still interesting you know people are like oh you don't drink can i drink it's not like i had a problem with drinking i just was done. Mentally, I was done. I said, "This I don't want to do this anymore. This is just the end of it. So I can skip over all the extra rhetoric and story. But the funny thing is, at the show, at the concert, sitting there drinking water, watching everybody get more and more wasted, and then stumbling out of the event, and <laughs> just, just watching the crowds, just watching the crowds and being completely sober at a huge metal show like that, is an interesting experience for me because again, I don't get out too, too much to these events. So, I mean, maybe I've gone to one or two, uh, while being sober, but you know, 10 years ago we would go to things like rock fest and Woodstock and, you know, any sort of ever, you know, major event. And you're just drunk for 48 hours, you're drunk and sleeping and listening to rock and roll and, and general debauchery. These are the growing experiences that we go through. This is life. Life is, your life is exactly what it needs to be to teach you the lessons that you need to learn. I have no problem hanging out with my drinking friends. Um, and when I quit smoking too, uh, the smoking was, was phenomenal. I just, I, I quit completely cold turkey without addiction, without withdrawal. Um, and it's, it's rather simple to do once you have that mindset shift. Um, luckily, the, I am putting together a book for for uh, you know snippets on sort of what I've done, I'm I'm, I'm working with a, a good group of people to get this uh, done and out uh, to the people so that you can read and you can ingest the information on how to do it for yourself to quit smoking without withdrawal, without addiction, without any of these worries because it's not it's it's simple to do. Believe it or not, I did it. It was simple for me. Pack a day smoker for twenty odd years, easily twenty twenty five years. Pack a day. No cigarettes for years now. 
um, great, great experience. Fun story too. I did manage to have a beer. And this is actually a podcast. I'm going to say here, we're like 10 minutes into this. I'm just going to say it's not often that I spend too much time talking about myself, but last night was an experience. Last night I wanted to share, uh, I wanted to share the experience of last night with you and my, my perception of it simply because there's a lot of people out there thinking about their perception that are listening to this now who feel they need to be somewhere or should be somewhere or, or, or maybe they, they're, they're not quite grasping sort of what you know their mindset is. And by no means am I over here saying, I know all the answers. I'm just sharing a story of how I felt that might help you when you think about how you feel, when you think about what it is that you're doing and where you are in life and how you're reacting and acting to certain scenarios and situations. But the quitting smoking thing was phenomenal. So back to that, I did have, I had a beer the other day. We built this cart on the street it was pretty fun we frankensteined a thing a few things together half go-kart half scooter half beer cart half 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 and everybody celebrated with the beer so i had a couple sips i had a couple sips of the beer and and i didn't like it (laughs) it had been the first beer in a long time uh and i didn't like it and another thing that i realized too at the time i didn't understand why i how could it possibly have changed so much the taste of beer but it dawned on me afterwards that not the, at the same time that I quit drinking, I also quit smoking. So my whole drinking career was through the mouth of a smoker. And now that the smoking's gone and the taste has come back, everything tastes differently. And so you're having your first beer for the first time in that scenario without being a smoker. And it tastes totally different. And I didn't care much for the taste. So it was an interesting experience to be like, holy jumping, like, you know. Why do we do what we do? And, and and it parlays out to virtually everything. Why do we do what we do? And that's obviously an ongoing and recurring thing that I like to talk about on this show. But it's not, it's not anything other than an experience. Literally, there's no fact, rhyme, reason to anything. There's no overt importance on literally anything. It's all just an experience. So whether you drink or you don't drink or whether you have thoughts about people who drink or don't drink or whether you're thinking about quitting drinking yourself, I can honestly say if I could give anybody one piece of advice, it would be to quit drinking. If you want to change your entire life, remove alcohol. Alcohol, and this isn't a preachy thing. I don't care what you do. Um, If you want to drink, enjoy it. I loved drinking. Drinking was amazing. It was so much fun until it wasn't. It was just boring. I just done it, done it to death. What else could I possibly do? But when you do something like that for so long, you don't even have the opportunity to think about what it's like. I mean, as a drinker, if you're a drinker right now, think about going out and just being sober with all your friends. A standard night out and you're completely sober on a regular basis. It doesn't make sense to the to the drinking mind. It's like, why would I do that? You know, drinking is fun and all that sort of stuff. And it is. But when you remove, when you remove the need for alcohol from your life, you wake up in the morning. You wake up without a hangover. You wake up without feeling exhausted. You wake up without questioning what you did. You wake up in good health. <laughs> you wake up without anxiety. How much money did I spend? What did I do? Who did I talk to? Oh my God, what's on my phone? Who are these pictures? What's all this? I'm not saying everybody does that. But I am saying if you quit drinking, that goes away. You know what else goes away? Wasting time. I'm just going to have a quick beer. I'm going to wait for this. I'm going to do that. I'm going to do this. And if you if you quit drinking, you 
change priorities. Priorities naturally change. I can't tell you what your priorities are going to change to, but they will. If you're no longer rewarding yourself with a beverage, if you're no longer waiting to meet friends at the bar for one pint, things change. Opportunities change. You're up earlier. Things get done in the morning. Really good stuff happens with people that you didn't even know you could meet. As a smoker, too, on that same vein, as a smoker, you were always hanging out with smokers. You were always standing outside having a butt with everybody else that was smoking. So it seemed to you that everybody was a smoker. And everybody was smoking. Because wherever you were, there was a bunch of smokers. (laughs) Now, as a non-smoker, you realize how very little people smoke. And how intrusive it actually is. Walking down the street and somebody's smoking a cigarette. You're like, what the hell, man? That's kind of a dick move, isn't it? (laughs) It's just funny, man. Perspective is funny. Perspective is a funny, funny thing. Because you have it. You have it based on where you are. That is your perspective of everything. And the opinions that you form based on your perspective are entertaining when you change your perspective. (laughs) Jimmy Buffett said it best. Changes in latitude, changes in attitude. When you drop drinking and smoking, it's like all new people hang out. There's a whole new world of people out there that are doing stuff that are achieving more. And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that are like, I smoke, I smoke a pack a day, and I drink a case of beer a night, and I'm still highly productive. Yeah, cool, man. Good, good, good. Uh, I know you're not listening to this podcast, so I can say whatever I want about you (laughs) because you have it all figured out. There are people out there that have it all figured out, and you can't tell them anything. And every person listening right now knows exactly. They've put a face the description I just laid out and that's absolute fact back to the show (laughs) it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun to revisit my youth to revisit where I came from to revisit you know what I enjoyed back then to experience a concert in sobriety uh, in full years after the fact when I've I've not only have I stayed it's not even stayed sober it's and that's a funny term too now that I bring it up one doesn't stay sober. One has to commit. One has to commit to drinking. But it's so ass backwards right now that you think that you have to commit to sobriety. You either drink or you're sober. And if you're sober, you're weird. And that's the mental consensus of the majority of the world. Well, the majority of North America. I'm not going to speak for the world. Those who are sober are putting an effort to be sober. Can you imagine? <laughs> I have to put in effort to not go to the store, to not buy, to not do this, to not do that. That's that's effort. To me, that sounds like stagnation. I have to put in the effort to do nothing. You, as the drinker, have to go to the beer store, to the liquor store, to the bar, to acquire your alcohol, to have it in there, to make sure that you've got it, and then to make sure that you have enough because once you start, you can't stop. It's like Pringles. That's commitment. Drinking is commitment. You have to commit to drinking and you have to sacrifice some of tomorrow. Regardless of anything, you have to sacrifice. There's commitment and there's sacrifice and that's drinking. So why do we have to commit to being sober? (laughs) Because so many people drink. And why do we drink? Because the legal drinking age is 19 in Ontario, 18 in Quebec, 21 in America. And the only reason it is those ages is because all of your teen years, you're extremely impressionable. And 
all of those teen years, you're watching commercials on TV that say, must be legal drinking age. So the minute after watching for six years these commercials on television, all these people having the time of their lives at the beer festivals... Watching this, being impressionable, having this in at at your 18th, 19th, 21st birthday, you're getting shit-faced. Most of you got drunk before that, obviously. But of legal drinking age, now you're legal. Now the government allows you. Now you can go and buy it yourself. That's not something that even ever leaves you. You still get excited. You still get excited to buy alcohol at 40 years old. And some of the women, oh, I got carded. I got carded today. I'm 57 and I got carded. Consuming poison. And again, this is not a preach. This is not a high horse. This is just a, a, a mentality, a thought process. It's a funny one. It is a funny one. <laughs> we consume alcohol. We poison our brains and we lower our frequency. Our vibrational frequency gets lowered. We accept self-poisoning as a fantastic reward. We take ourselves out of actual reality and force ourselves into a drunken, slurred speech stupor. We pay highly for it with our physical activities, with our bodies, with our minds, with our, with our time, and with our money to alter our perception of reality. This is a taught mental state. You are trained to do this. Not only are you trained to do it, but you're trained to make it, you're trained to to believe that it's your choice. Your choice to consume alcohol. You are trained to believe that you've chosen to consume alcohol as opposed to you've been brainwashed to poison yourself with alcohol. That sounded preachy, but there it is. And these are the realizations. These are the these are the acclimates. You know, the the what goes in the look at anything that's a brainwash. Look at anything of how of how anybody brainwashed anybody. You can Google that. You can find that out, and then you can see the repetitive patterns that went into the advertising for alcohol. Not only that, it's still happening. In the pharmaceutical industry. The only television I really watch on a regular basis is. Jeopardy. I enjoy the the Jeopardy. I sound so old in this podcast. I really, I'm not, I'm fun. I swear I'm fun to be with. (laughs) I'm such a fun person. Uh, (laughs) Fantastic. But the commercials, the commercials in Jeopardy is all fucking Propecia. It's all this. It's all that. It's all, you know, do you have these symptoms? Do you have this? Do you have that? Are your, is your liver failing? Is your face falling off? It's like they just assume that everybody that's watching this is, you know, 60, 70, 80 years old. And they're targeting the medical procedures for them. And, and some of these meds are like, bro, a side effect of a side effect of some of these is death. Now, um that sounds pretty permanent. More than a side effect, if you ask me. Uh I also don't want leaky butt. <laughs> I'm not gonna Take a pill to cure my dry eyes uh, with a side effect of uh, anal leakage. It's absolutely ridiculous. 
It's absolutely ridiculous. And these are all brainwashed because it's constant. It's repetitive over and over again to the point where you're like, oh, I think I have these symptoms. And I think I know what pill I need to take for these symptoms. Oy, don't get me started on that. This is all supposed to be a fun, a fun conversation, a fun topic. I wanted to talk about corn. <laughs> and here we are. Now, the opening act for corn was Alice in Chains, who in the 90s was absolutely one of my all-time favorite bands. And it was great to see them. It was great to experience that show. It was great to see what they were doing. It was great to see that they've replaced one of the front men. Obviously, Lane had a misfortunate timing uh, with his heroin addiction and his passing. But they did good. They did good at replacing the sound, the the image, the the essence of the band. Um, and it's fun to see them thrive. It's fun to see them grow. It's fun to, fun to see them, you know, do this. The sound of the Seattle grunge scene, you know, come to life. There's a lot to be said for it. I mean, the other day, too, speaking of our past, the other day, I was at a wrestling show, the circus. And it's like, <laughs> it's just a weird week for me. You know, it, it's my youth coming back. And these are the things that we enjoy. These are, these are the enjoyable moments that, that you, <laughs> we've earned the right to experience. And it's, again, sobriety in that event. It's funny how the majority of the time in my 20s and all that sort of stuff, you know, you drink. You, you go to a show, you drink, you have a good time. And a lot of the stuff you don't remember. Like, I have clear and vivid memories of, of these things, which is a really wicked bonus, a neat little side effect of, of, like, I remember vividly enjoying myself. And that's fun. That's fun. So... I mean, I'm not saying quit drinking, you know, although it would be this to me, it was the single best thing I ever did in my entire life because the, the domino effect was kicked into play and everything else has, has, has spiraled into excellence since then. Um, I'm not saying do that. I'm saying be aware. All of this was just simply be aware of, of, of how you think, why you think, what you think, which is literally the whole purpose of my entire cast. Just be aware of, of how you think what you think. Not one of those, oh, I'm aware. Oh, I know. You know, if you have that attitude and that approach to things, like it's just so foolish. Because how are you supposed to learn anything if you already know everything? It's just an awkward thing. And I remember I was there for a long time. I was like, oh, no, I know this. And we've all got that one friend that like if you send him a picture, they're like, oh, seen it. Or if you tell him about something, you know, like, oh, come to the corn show. Oh, no, I've seen them live like three times. Or anything. Like I've got this one friend. And I'm speak, I'm thinking of him right now. I'm not going to say him by name, but every single time, been there, done that, seen it. I already seen this. I know this. I know that. I'm better than that. Where do you find your enjoyment in life? <laughs> if you've seen that, been there, done that, all of that sort of stuff, where is your joy? And who are you trying to impress? Why does everybody have to impress everybody? Why does everybody have to say things that they think other people want to hear? I've lived a life saying things that people don't want to hear, <laughs> but sometimes they need to. And for the most part, I don't say things that people need to hear. I say things that I want to say. And having a podcast is such a cool experience. If you've ever thought about podcasting, do it. Get out there and just do it. People will listen to you. And you obviously should be saying some of the stuff because some of the people need to hear what you want to say. There's purposeful podcasts. There's entertaining podcasts. There's all kinds of stuff. Like I... I don't even know what I am. My podcast is just me having a conversation with myself, I suppose. 
I mean, most of the time I just talk to myself anyway. <laughs> um, I'm going to have guests on here. Don't worry about that. There'll be a lot of fun people to talk to. But we're just in the fledging area. I'm just learning how to do all these things. I'm having fun with this. You know, I, I, preach, I preach following your passion. And this became an idea that I wanted to do. And it slowly snowballed into a passion. So I think it would be neat. Just like Korn said last night. That in October, it will be their 20, 25th year being corn. And I remember in 1995, I had a tape, an audio tape of corn. And it went into my Walkman. And for the entire year, it never came out. The whole year in school, I listened to that one tape. Almost unheard of. And they were phenomenal. They were fact they were angsty they were what i, I damn the system damn my parents damn this Urgh, rage anger rah, 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 teenage angst shit that we often never really grow out of or at least we should but we sometimes we don't it's always funny too when you have younger family members you get to watch them grow into that angsty period you're like oh <laughs> you think you're so unique we've all been there oh it's good times but yes so corn's following their passion. I've started my passion. I think it'd be amazing in 25 years if I can say, hey, in October, this podcast is now 25 years old. Man, the only way to get there is to start somewhere. So on that note, in the infamous words of Red Green, keep your stick on the ice. Thank you for listening to today's Mental Mastery Alliance podcast. Let the team know you're listening by using the hashtag MMA and Mental Mastery Alliance. Want more motivation? Be sure to follow online on Instagram at Mental Mastery Alliance and on Facebook at Mental Mastery Alliance. And remember, your perception creates your reality. Make it a great day. You got it, Pontiac.